This week, the obvious question is, what's wrong with you? I'm Mike Trevisano with Bob Meyer and Joe Bertalic. On our show, one of us asks the other two a question that may seem obvious, but doesn't seem to have an obvious answer. We invite you to help us find some answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. Often along with the new year come resolutions for self-improvement, a time to take a look at ourselves and resolve to improve things in our lives. But do we really focus on the things that matter, the things that would truly make a difference in our lives and to the people around us? In other words, are there areas in our lives that we really should be improving, but we're blind to them, and we don't even know to make resolutions to change them? How can we find out what these things are? It's the beginning of the year. We, we're seeing on, on social media and everywhere that, you know, people doing their resolutions and, and the, you know, diets that they're into and new exercise programs. And I mean, the exercise app that I, that I use, the, the ticker that shows you at any one time who's also using the app and exercising went from, you know, it, it increased like fourfold on January 2nd from what it was on, you know, any of the days, you know, a week or two before it. I mean, just boom, a million people now all of a sudden, you know, getting in the best shape of their lives. What, what is wrong? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with me? What are the things that I, that I, I have to do? Why, why do I feel? Like there's something wrong with me that I've got it. And the fact of the matter is, I know there are things that that are wrong with me. Right, right now, I can think of the way I, you know, I, I am judgmental and I go to conclusions way too quickly without, you know, the best kind of information. I swear way too much in in inappropriate situations in front of people that I shouldn't swear in front of, and I do. Ah, What's wrong with it? Yeah, I think it's those uh, it's those flaws, right? We need to iron those out. I think all of us, I, I think part of it is over, let's call it the break, the holiday break, we all have a little bit of time to reflect, and we don't often have that time. You know, we're busy going through the motions. So we take a step back from ourselves and say, what am I not doing? I need to be doing something else. And, and sometimes it might relate to the things you're talking about, like I swear too much, I do too much of this, I'm eating a little bit too much, um, I need to improve. Um, and, and there's probably some healthiness in that, but, but who's, who's the judge, I guess, in this case? I mean, are we getting information that tells us we need to improve? I think it's our own awareness and self-consciousness that it's like, I could do better. And that I guess if it's used in the right fashion, that, that could be a powerful thing. But... The things you were mentioning, Mike, maybe maybe you should ask your listeners or your personal friends because maybe those are the things we like about you. Like You know the thing but the thing is, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm not gonna ch- I have no intention to change any of that. Oh, that's that's cool. none of that stuff is stuff I'm working on. Like I'm like I know it. I know it about myself that maybe in fact, maybe someone would say those things about me, but Nothing well, that's that's on. what I was just trying to find something. That might but that's be wrong good. With that's me. what's wrong with you. You're, I don't, I hate to say it on a podcast, but I mean, quite frankly, Mike, you're a loser, and that's what we <laughs> like about you. I mean, you have no ambition. I mean, you I mean, just kind of float I, from I, yeah. moment to moment, and that's that's what we like about you. <laughs> yeah, you guys could all stand some improvement. It's funny. I as I listen to it, I think to myself, yeah, well, was people out there exercising and dieting and all. I don't do that. I mean, I do exercise and I do watch, watch what I eat, but I don't, I don't do it 
as of January 1st. And so if I think about it for a second, I think, wow, why do people do that? Well, there is one thing I do, or the way I think on, it's like a new year. I think of it like being new and fresh and I can start something or begin something, which as I think about, it's totally ridiculous that I would think that January 1st or the weekend or those really have meaning other than the meaning I give them or is given to me. So here's what I think I'm missing. And this is the part that, um, that I think it's good to have friends. It's good to have people you can trust because I think the only way I change or the only way I even see the change, the possibility is when good people that care about me can share it with me in a way that I actually hear it so that I, I'm not put off by it. I just say, hey, I'm not changing. It's not going to make any different. But I think what happens is I tend to surround myself with people that have like ideas and like emotions and feelings and stuff. And so we together do things like celebrate New Year's as a start of a new year, because that's a good thing to do. And nobody challenges it. But what I love is the person who can challenge it in a way that makes me actually think. And more, more so probably than from people from books. You know, you read some book about some topic and it's a topic you're not familiar with, something you've been doing just out of rote routine kind of stuff. And all of a sudden you get a challenge from it that, you know, well, that's the way it is, isn't it? Well, no, nothing is the way it is. It's the way I make it. It's the meaning I take from it or the way I, I get into it. So something like New Year's, I laugh at people who diet and people who exercise for the first time, uh, January 1st and by the middle of the month, the end of the month, it's all over. And they got 11 more months of hell to go through before they come back around to the new year and get that fresh start again. It, it seems ridiculous to me. And yet I'm doing it in certain respects. I'm also creating that attitude of it's a whole new year, which seems crazy. You bring up a good point, though, laughing aside, the idea of the question, what's wrong with me? I only know what is wrong with me if I'm presented with some kind of awareness that says this is what's wrong with me. And I believe it like that stuff I said in the beginning, you know, and I and then I took it back. It's like, I'm not working on any of that stuff because I clearly don't think that that's a problem in my life that's like causing issues and, and that I've got to resolve it. So I would say, you know, I swear too much in inappropriate instances so far is not a problem. I'm not going to I'm not going to change. I'm not going to work on it. I'm not going to seek feedback on 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 that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I, I said judgmental. I'm not even sure that's true. So I'm if that, again, not something I'm going to I'm going to work yeah. on. So how would I know? How would anyone know those people that are dieting? Why do they think they need to be on a diet? Did somebody tell them Do they have some metrics from a medical test they they took that says, yeah, you need to you need to do this? Or is it just because they looked at some, you know, somebody on TV that had like a perfect body and they were like, I'm not that. I don't see that when I look at myself in the mirror. And therefore, I'm going to measure out how many slices of cucumber I can have and I'm going to start keeping track of my workouts and blood. Is that okay? Is that, is there really something wrong with them? Yeah, I think, Mike, what you said, I don't think it's the medical test because it would have had to happen to everybody at the same time on December 31st. <laughs> you know, it's it's more the the culture that we live in or the the way that we interact with each other that, that supports it. You know, all of my friends are going to Weight Watchers. All of my friends are going to start exercising. Everybody I know is doing this. Or I see myself doing it as an important thing. For what reason? Oh, because everybody else is doing it or because it's the right thing to do. And I think you know, given a medical test, then we'd be exercising or we'd be eating right all the time, or at least when we got the test in June or July, whatever. But I think there's something bigger at work here. And it's the part that, that I, I can say for myself, I'm blind to it. What you said a minute ago, when the right person comes to me with the right issue at the right time, I listen very well. 
and I know this has been something we've talked about before is what do I, what do I listen to? What, what matters? Cause I get a lot of advice and I'm sure you guys do too. And uh, to listeners, I'm sure people are telling you all the time about how you can improve your life. Things you can do better. And they say it in kind of a funny way or off the cuff way. You don't take them serious. You don't really listen to it. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. You're, you're screwed up too. And you laugh, have a beer and you're done. When the right person comes up and said, and usually it's a, a child or someone with a childlike attitude that just tells you, just says, well, you, did you ever think about this this way? Or have you realized what the impact you're having on this person? And at the right time, boy, that just it rips right through you. And for me, my experience is I want to change instantaneously. I don't even want to wait a week or a month to fix it. I want to do it right now. I don't want to be that person. And that's hard. That's oh. the moment of, you know, wow. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking as you're saying it, Joe, I'm like, that's what's wrong with you, Joe. You're, you're sugarcoating everything because I don't think those people out there exist that are going to say, well, Joe, you know, you could stand to improve in these three areas. No, no, we're leaving that up to you, buddy. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. And you're going to focus on three things that maybe your close family and other people, like if you asked your family and you're like, hey, like, like, for instance, one of the things I'm working on, and I wouldn't say I'm working on it because it's wrong with me, but I'm trying to improve on my discipline of writing. Like I enjoy writing. So I, I've written more probably in the last five days than I've written the entire last year. And that's probably because I had a little bit of free time. I had a little bit of focus and discipline. But does that help anybody else? Like would my wife and my kids say, yeah, dad, that's the thing you really need to improve is uh, is doing a little bit more writing. That would help ease you up a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Uh, so maybe that's the safe places. Nobody is telling us. They're Listeners, please tell me what's wrong with me. Uh, if you listen to my podcast. <laughs> you, you know something's wrong, but nobody's telling I, me. Uh, yeah, this is gonna suck for me to to say on our show, but I, I've got to I've got to agree with Joe on this one because here I was saying about the swearing thing, and then I took it back and said, "Nah, that's not something I'm gonna work on." I'm lying, or I guess I lied, or I didn't realize it until I heard Joe say that, mm -hmm. but. Uh, my son and I play video games together, and there once upon a time I he I would beat him in on in everything. Of course, he was just like a little kid, but now I am zero match for him, and I can't reconcile that. And we play like the Star Wars Battlefront game together, and we we if we play against each other, it's not that he beats me a little bit, he he destroys me, and and unben un. Ah, uh, unbeknownst to myself, I get pissed. I don't want to. And in fact, I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to get upset. Oh, let's play, you know, come on. And somewhere at the, it's somewhere in the game, I get, I get angry and I swear. I like, and, and they come out little, like, I'll, damn it. It'll be like that kind of thing. You know, like guns not working, like what or something, something like that. And, and, and he said, he, he said to me dad, I don't like it when you, when you do that. And I was like, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it's right. And, and maybe, but, and Bob, maybe that's it. Like they are telling us and you just have to listen because I didn't really listen until I just kind of got hit with Joe saying like, a, like someone, someone like a child, you know, who's childlike, you know, like this Joe is saying, well, it's true. It happened exactly like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess I knew it, but I hadn't put it together until I heard it there. And I, I think you guys are both almost saying the same thing, you know, and, and what I'm hearing, and this is the, incredible for me now, because I'm thinking this is how it happens. What Bob said a minute ago, it's not till I take it serious until I want to change. And in Bob's case, writing for me, it was reading. I couldn't 
pick up this book I got for Christmas. I couldn't do it day after day after day. Not that I physically couldn't do it or not because I didn't have the time. I didn't use the time effectively. I didn't, I didn't see it as important enough to do in a way that I would actually pick the book up and read it. So if someone said to me, you know, you, you used to spend a lot of time reading and you haven't done that in weeks. What's, what's up? I may react like, Hey, okay, whatever. And, and nothing changes. But what Bob said a minute ago, the minute I recognize that that is something important and it's brought up by someone else. So it clues me to do it. Like your son, you know, Mike clues you to, you know, to, to watch your language, that kind of thing. All of a sudden when it becomes meaningful to me, like what Bob's saying is once it matters to me, that's when the change happens. So here's the thing. We're all married. We all have spouses and family and stuff like that. I would venture a bet because I get a lot of it myself, a lot of input, a lot of how I should change on kind of a regular basis, you know, and, and I remember years ago saying, I don't know how to choose the right stuff. I don't know how to pick the ones that matter because there's a piece of me that I'm not giving up, but there's a bigger piece of me that, that if I understood the impact, if I understood, you know, what it, the kind of person it makes me to that person, to that individual, or makes me just as myself, like in Bob's case, I know when he writes, he always you know, feels good about it. It's like something, the output is great. And when I read, I feel the same way, like I, I'm getting something, I'm getting something out of life. So maybe there's a combination kind of thing that says, I need input, but I really have to understand the input. It's got to be, as I said yeah. before, the right time, the right place, the right moment. Well, getting back to the question, it's it's what's wrong with you. Maybe that, that you've hit it, Joe, that what's wrong with us is is where is our input coming from? What What do we validate? Because even Mike said with the New Year's resolutions, everybody takes that upon themselves. Like I, I look inward and I say, what do I need to improve? But I'm, I'm not taking other input and sources into that to say, this is what other people think I should focus on. And who are those other people? I think for anybody, I think it's the people that you respect. It's the people that, that love you. The people that are closest to you probably know you the best. But I think even there's all parts of us that you know, I, I I always go through this model of like if I get feedback from my family, my first tendency is is to push it away, you know, to walk out of the room because that's who I am. But then it sinks in like maybe by day two, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change. But, uh, uh, you know, I convince myself I'm doing this for me. <laughs> this is not about because, you know, my wife told me that, you know, you, you could stand to be a little less angry when these things happen. Um I'm going to improve. You know, I, it, I, and th- I, this may be out of too out of context, you know, it, it may not make sense. Uh, but it reminds me of, a of a old lesson, Joe, that you used to teach, you know, in, in the stuff we did together, the things that you, you all, you do now is how do you know that you're the bull in the China shop? Just look for the broken China. You know, that's how you know. And, and, thinking about my own little scenario there i could i can i can argue that i'm that it's fine to swear he's old enough to hear the words i say i don't say anything that bad i can say all sorts of stuff and keep doing it but the fact of the matter is there's broken china like he told me he, and he and i could tell i could hear it in his voice he meant it like and it's not it's not the words that are bugging him it's like that i am that way you know or i get that way when we're doing those things that's what's wrong you know, and the broken China is, is, is that like relationship between us, you know, kind of being strained or being a little bit tough. So how do I know that's one I should work on? Broken China. Yeah. yeah. And that's a great example. Mike. And as you were saying, I was thinking about, you know, how, how does this information get to me and, and why do I 
as Bob said, reject a lot of it, you know, right off off the top. Don't even think about it. And it it, it comes down to this this statement that I would make that that people don't like change. But then I, I check that quick and I say, no, people like change. They don't like to be changed. So that if if I view myself as changing in a positive way, then great. But if I view myself as being changed by somebody else, I push back really hard. No, I'm not changing. I'm, I'm me and I'm going to be me. I'm going to hold on to that. But if all of a sudden it, it flips and I and, the, and someone said to me, would you, and in your case, Mike, would you want to be that guy that whose son doesn't doesn't feel badly about the way he talks or the way he acts mm. towards him. Yeah, me too. I want to be that way. Absolutely. Now I have grandchildren. I, I want to be that way. I want to be that person. So the changing part is if someone were to create awareness for me that I really listen to, I, I'm totally okay with changing. But if someone's trying to change me to be that person and that person doesn't fit the picture I have of who I want to be or who I am, forget it. You, you're beating a dead horse because I'm not going it. I'm not going there. You know, like like Bob said, I'm just going to ignore it right on face face value, right? Done, done, as opposed to really listening. You know, it's funny is is now I can see why people do things like crazy diets in the beginning of the year, and they and or they even use the resolution thing as something to really make life change, because that is far easier than looking at the places where there's broken china and actually fixing problems in your life that are that are real. It's yeah, way time, easier. Yeah. Well, the broken China thing, I mean, you just need to get paper plates. I mean, it's easier. You know, you can either fix the problem or, or, you know, eat off of paper. So, yeah, it doesn't sound very appealing. Well, actually, I, I do like paper plates a little bit, but yeah. uh, it, it doesn't sound appealing as a lifestyle. You know, I'll just, I'll just be that person. I'll be that crazy uncle or I'll be that weird grandfather. I'll be that crazy spouse. You know, just, hey, you just take me the way I am. And you don't like it. That's tough. You know, the paper plate attitude kind of thing. Whereas, Realize if you if you look at it, you'd be, if it was real China, you'd be breaking all over the place. It would mm-hmm. crack all the time. Yeah, I guess it, it gets to you know what what what's the harm? What's the foul? You know what is it? Is it me being me? If I do that, if I get upset, you know, and share my emotions, or or am I hurting someone else? Or is it just uh, you know I I personally can't deal with that. It's a personal conflict. I always I always look at um, will you miss me when I'm gone kind of thing, and uh, mm. meaning that. If there's some quirk about a particular person, you know, if they're gone, will you talk about that? And, and I talk about that from personal experience that people I knew in my life that are no longer here, that the stories we tell about them are the things maybe that we were like, oh, I wish, you know, Joe wasn't so mean when it came to this. Or remember the time where, you know, he got upset about that or the fact that he snores so much. I wish he could stop snoring. But those are the things that might be the touching moments that we talk about when you're gone. <laughs> like, oh, I used yeah. to love it when, you know, Mike would get on the podcast and curse, so we'd have to, uh, you know, edit that out of the show, you know. I, don't, yeah. don't change, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. problem, though, is that I, you know, using mine as the example, I know from him he's the one that, that's bothered by it. So if I, if I turn around and say, ah, well, well, just need paper plates. You know, like, nope, that's what I do. And if you don't yeah. like it, we don't play game. You know, we don't do this together. Something like that. Yeah, I want a problem. Yeah, yeah, I want to say something that's going to get edited out. Like, <laughs> no, but I won't say yeah. Shut up, you stupid. Say it. I don't know. Get over it, you little fucker. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That would be beeped yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And, Mike, it's funny because I think if you saw that story, if you were outside the story, like if you saw some dad, you know, a good guy like yourself, and a young kid like, you know, like your son and, and they had a great relationship and all that. 
and they they had it on the screen and you could watch it, I think you would you would want to change immediately. I mean, if, if it hits you mm-hmm. like I'm that guy, I'm that yeah. great dad that plays the games, and you saw it and you saw the look on the little guy's face as he looks at you and goes, Dad, what? Can you stop this? I mean, it's really start. All of a sudden, you'd melt. I know you would, and I know that yeah. that there would be a moment where you'd say, I need to change. Not be changed because that that you push back, but I want to change right now. I want this I to mean, be different. I'm I'm curious. Do you really do you think that Bob? Do you think like like if you if you if it were in your situation that that a, a viable choice would be to say, Ah, oh, come on, man, get over it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I, I think in some cases is like how how serious is the situation? You know that, you know. It's just a video game, you know. Uh, maybe it's the competitive. Maybe that competitive. Maybe if you didn't curse, like, but you still had the same reaction. Because I, I wonder, is is he really upset about the fact that you said a curse word? And maybe that's a deeper discussion in terms of what does that mean? Is he upset because you know? I just think of people that might become upset because somebody else displayed emotions. Does that mean that? That maybe you're not sharing emotions enough that they're not used to dealing with. Well, dad's upset. But could you look at it from the other side to say, you know what I like about my dad? He's really competitive. He he wants to do the best. Maybe you should get maybe mm-hmm. the answer is you should get better at that game, Mike. Play by yourself. <laughs> Find other people online. I'm I I you know, I'm I'm throwing little jabs in there just to look at it from a different perspective. You know, I, I know what you're saying, though, in terms of like if if Mike, I, nobody wants to hurt their children. Right. If if they have feedback that says, Dad, I, I really don't like when you do this or it scares me. I mean, we're all authoritative kind of people. And I know even for my kids that, you know, I'm the muscle. Right. So if I get upset, you know, there, there's a little bit of fear in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm lying to you. I probably would do the same thing you're doing. <laughs> And I had experience in my life growing up as as a, a young kid that I never wanted to beat my dad. I never wanted to. I never. I always saw him as bigger and better and smarter and you know more stronger. You know all that kind of stuff. And and I remember going bowling one time and you know he was bragging about how when he and my mom used to go bowling when they were younger and all that. And I was bowling in school in high school, and uh, I killed him. I literally I blew him away. And I felt bad right after I did. And he threw more gutter balls. I hadn't bowled in probably twenty or thirty years and. But he remembered when he was the bowler, you know, when he could do that. I felt terrible when it was over. So there's, there's a piece of it, too, I think, that may enjoy the idea that he's able to kick your butt in those games. But I, I bet you at some point he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to ruin that image of who you are, you know, the, that powerful person that I'm mean, right now. He'll do it for sure. You know, and kids love that. My guys, the minute they got a game down, boy, they, just, they want to play me all the time. I just stop. You know, it's like, forget it. I can't even compete anymore. Like same with you, Mike. But I think there's a moment where kids want their parents to be that Superman, you know, that special person, the one that can do anything. And it, it almost hurts a little bit when they get beyond it. All of, all of that may be true, I, but I can't help but think that what it also may just simply be is he wants to play. Yeah. And as soon as I bring like this aggressive sort of, that's not, we're not playing anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think you're right, because my son tells me, he has you know four girls and my one son he says uh dad you can get them any any gift you want you can you know for christmas things like that i mean any gift is great but you just have to be able to play it with them they're not interested in just things they're interested in that interaction that relationship and so on and it held true this past uh this past uh, holiday season is the things we did it was all about doing stuff with them and the best stuff in the world didn't matter to them 
I say best. I mean, the, the most involved toys and stuff like that. What they really want to do is spend time and have that interaction on the simplest of games. You know, things we've played for years, card games and stuff that are really simple but just fun. So I think you, I think you're right at that. You know, with your son.